welcome into the fade. I am Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart. This is hopefully going to bring you a lot of money because this is my final the fade before the end of the year. I'm headed to Australia on Friday. Kelly, you're going to have a couple of guest hosts while I'm gone. I'll be back uh, in time for the NFL playoffs and all the other chaos down the stretch. Uh, but I will send in picks, and they'll be up on OutKick with the OutKick six-pack. But I'm going to give you my college football picks, uh, run you through some of the rationale, and the NFL week picks. And let's start, Kelly, with the NFL week picks here. Uh, Thursday, that is tomorrow, we're taping this on Wednesday afternoon, Chargers Raiders, Justin Herbert's out for the year. Raiders are playing Aiden O'Connell. Uh, I'm on the under 34 in this one. I imagine that's going to be a very popular bet. Uh, do you have a strong lean on Thursday night football tomorrow? This is a dumpster fire of a game. You mentioned uh, no Justin Herbert for the Chargers. And I'm still trying to figure out how 15 weeks in, Brandon Staley still has a job. On the flip side, Las Vegas is just abysmal offensively. Defensively, you got to give credit where it's due. This team has played their butts off, especially Max Crosby, who we know is banged up, but still playing with so much heart. Man, Aiden O'Connell is just not going to be the guy, right? They ran Derek Carr out of town for what? Jimmy Garoppolo to get hurt? This is an ugly game. I'm with you. It's under or pass for me. Uh, okay, here, what's your favorite NFL bet? Do you have a favorite NFL bet of the week yet? I do, and it's ugly, and everybody's going to hate it, but that's pretty typical of me. It is the New England Patriots plus nine. Okay. Uh, I am on the opposite side of uh, of this uh, of this line. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. I love the Pats, too. I, I, I got them plus nine and a half. I was looking at it backwards. Um, I love you with the Patriots on this one, and, and here's my rationale. You tell me if you disagree. Uh, we've seen all of the issues with the Chiefs wide receivers all year. This offense has not been very good in the second half, even with Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey has been somewhat of a shell of himself. He hasn't been as explosive as in the past. Um, and the Patriots have shown to have elite-level performance on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're coming off a long week, meaning they played on Thursday. The Chiefs played uh, a uh, afternoon game on Sunday. Uh, I just, I love the Patriots here. I think this number is way too high. And I'm with you, it's kind of a dog of a game. And I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win, but this feels to me like a, I, I don't know, 20 to 17, 17 to 14 style game. Yeah, absolutely. 21, 17, you know, pick your poison. This is the Kansas City Chiefs team who has lost four of their last six. I took the Packers on that Monday night. I didn't think that they were going to win that game outright, but they did. And then the Bills, while well, albeit they tried to blow it, and, uh, well, you know, an offsides call, and that was all she wrote for the yep. Chiefs. But the Chiefs, as far as turnover differential, minus seven? Holy cow. And then you watch Patrick Mahomes' behavior. This team is not handling adversity well at all. You kind of have to notice that this is a Chiefs defense that is good. This is a Patriots defense that is really good. I agree with you. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm catching nine points. I think this is way too many for a Patriots team over the last four games who has held their opponent to an average of 11 points per game. 
Something doesn't add up here, but I do expect to see Ezekiel Elliott really just be able to run the ball down the Chiefs' defense's throat. I expect, a, again, a low-scoring game, but, man, I don't know what is going on in Kansas City other than, again, they don't handle adversity well. So I'm going to try to capitalize on that for a third straight week. What uh, The game that I thought you were referencing, Jets-Dolphins, I have at eight and a half, and I was looking at them on my sheet, and I was like, wait a minute, I've got the Dolphins as a big favorite here. We saw what happened against the Titans, uh, complete collapse down the stretch. Tyreek Hill, not healthy, certainly takes a lot out of that offense. But I got the Dolphins at minus eight and a half. How would you break this one down? This is tough. The New York Jets, while albeit Zach Wilson uh, looks better than Tim Boyle, we'll have to give him that one. And the Jets know how to backdoor games. And that's what's really nice here. Uh, and that's why I would be very scared with Miami. Now, the Jets season is essentially over. Miami sitting in first place in the AFC East. But who is hot on their tails? That's right, the Buffalo Bills. Tua. If he can get a healthy Tyreek Hill, I agree with you here, but keep an eye on that one. And for that reason, until I hear about Tyreek, I'm out. So I would side with you that it looks like the Dolphins want to blow this team out and want to have a convincing win here. I'm just not sure they can do it. Let me give you my uh, blood bank guarantee, Kelly. The Ravens at the Jags, I'm on the over 42 and a half. Um, the Jags have not shown the ability to really stop anybody. We saw what Joe frickin' Flacco did to them last week. Uh, the Ravens, similarly, have not been great uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but Lamar Jackson in the offense has been scoring a lot. I just think this number is way too low. Am I crazy, or do you also like uh, the idea of the over in that one? 42.5 is interesting, right? And especially how we've seen these primetime games going way under the total. And I had somebody point this out to me on an earlier show today and I thought it was really interesting. Most of the primetime games have been absolute hot garbage teams. Both of these teams, very solid. And that kind of has me leaning towards the over as well. But Clay, I'm not going to get involved in the total here. I am going with the Ravens in the first half. This seems like the obvious play, and that's because it is. What have we seen? The Ravens go out there, they get a big lead, and then they collapse in the second half. What do we know about the Jags? Well, Trevor Lawrence, still not healthy. He's a little gimpy. I'm not saying that he's not capable, but that concerns me. I also don't trust Jacksonville to win games at home. Just two and four straight up this year. So I lean towards the Ravens, but I'd rather just go to sleep here at halftime. <laughs> I've got two overs for you one of them is a team you're going to know well for sure I've got Broncos Lions over 47 and a half and I got Cowboys Bills over 50 and a half Cowboys Bills going to have a monster viewership uh for I think that's a Fox game if I'm not mistaken uh Broncos Lions uh you know the Broncos well they've come back from the dead uh, and the Lions have been a little bit sketchy. Poor performance against the Packers. Poor performance in division against the Bears. Do you like either of those overs? I actually do like the over in Detroit. This one looks like it could be a track meet. Look, Jared Goff, back in the dome, we know how well he does in climate-controlled environments. And also, we know how bad the Denver defense does to tight ends. And I think Sam LaPorta is going to have a big game here. Now, I do think as far as the side goes, I'd love to back Detroit here. Denver, third straight road game. That is a tough 
uphill battle for this team. I don't trust them, as we've mentioned several times before. I do think I got very lucky to cash that Denver Broncos ticket plus two and a half and in a teaser last week because Justin Herbert got hurt. But people aren't going to think of it that way. And I think that they're going to want to back the uh, the Denver Broncos here as a square dog. But I'm with you. I like the over Broncos. The start of the season, first five games, 36.2 points per game. And then they started to play some defense. But I can see here uh, the Detroit Lions having a big game. So I'm with you on the over. As far as Dallas and the Bills go, I can't decide if I want to back Buffalo here to win this game or not. But I agree with you. This is going to be cold. Not real cold for Buffalo, but real cold for Dallas. The game's projected to be in the 40. So let's see if uh, we can't see a track meet in Buffalo. Dak Prescott getting lots of love in the MVP conversation currently. I expect to see both of these guys airing it out. Josh Allen. Now, while we know that he loves to turn the ball over, that's been a great bet. Josh Allen, anytime uh, INT instead of touchdown, if you will. But I expect a, a high-scoring game. I could see this being a 31-30 final and going easily over the total, Clay. All right, I've got the Colts minus 2.5 against the Steelers. That's my final pick for NFL week action. Do you like either side in the Steelers-Colts? I think Gardner Minshew back at home. Steelers offense we know is inept. Uh, the the Colts have not played great. They won in overtime, and then they were flat out bad last week. Uh, they won in overtime against my Titans. What do you think happens in this one? Do you like either side? I'm just going to take the easy way out here. I think the Steelers in a teaser in a lower scoring game, right, like a 24-21 type final is the easy way to do this. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. Let's just call it for what it is. These last two losses to the Cardinals and Patriots, no one is going to want to back the Steelers here, but I do think they will be able to keep it close. Obviously, the Colts still missing their star running back, Jonathan Taylor. We'll see if uh, Zach Moss can't get a little bit of uh, ground game going against the Steelers defense, but it has been a tough road for running backs against Pittsburgh, so I like a low-scoring game. Thus, the teaser coming into play holds a lot of value for me. Uh, all right, anything else in the NFL that you love in this one that stands out to you? There is nothing that I really love this week, Clay. Um, as I mentioned, Ravens first half, Pats plus nine. I wanted to make a case for Seattle. I really, really did. It looks like uh, Geno Smith will be back here. The Eagles, well, the bottom has fallen out and everybody's freaking out. Well, of course, because they just lost to the two best teams in the NFC. And I think there's some desperation that's setting in with Pete's Carroll squad. Now, again, I have to hear that Geno Smith is 100%. And while Drew Locke did get the cover last week, I have some concerns about this Seahawks defense. So TBD on if I get the guts to take the four with Seattle at home on Monday night. Uh, all right. Um, by the way, you know I'm not the kind of guy who brags or draws attention to himself. Although I no, will never. point out that my seat seat appears to be uh, seat appears to be falling here. So I need to get taller. Um, I don't know this chair. I, I don't know what goes on. I don't need like the chair to be doing tons of things, but just stay at the level that I would like for it to stay at. Um, so back, I'm back up here now. I look like much more of a uh, controlling person. I had the best performance in our high-end fantasy league, total points-wise, of anyone. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I sure did. And uh, unfortunately, I needed uh, Scott Van Pelt to lose on Sunday so I could sneak into the playoffs 
And that did not happen, even though my team got the win. I was not very nice. Uh, I liked the Bears last week, and my partners elected to start Jared Goff over Jordan Love. But good thing Jordan Love had a terrible performance as well. So it didn't really matter. We did get the win. Uh, we won a do couple I side get, bets. Do I get paid out for having the most points for the year? Is that a win? Yes, you do. You get all of the transaction money. So you get 330 okay. whole dollars from my team. Uh, I have not looked at everybody else's transaction history, but might be worth a couple dimes to you. Okay, that'll help. Uh, every little dollar helps. My wife will spend it very quickly. Um, all right, let's go. Say, you, you should out. give it to the guys who drafted your team. Don't you think maybe they need like my a kids. new basketball hoop or uh, you know something fun for the house? I listen, Clay. I hey, think they it? deserve a lot of credit. It was the Travis Family Brain Trust. We had the best draft of anyone in a league full of sharks, and we had the best performance. And honestly, the fact that I'm not the number one seed in the playoffs is a travesty of football justice, but I will not dive into that yet. I will tell you, though, um, because I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be watching. This is going to be a like its own little fun story. I've got to find a place to theoretically watch the college football playoff in Australia. The time zones are going to be wi uh, wildly out of control. I think we're 15 hours difference from Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. We take off on Friday and land on Sunday, uh, which has got my mind all sorts of uh, bollocks, right? I mean, that's kind of crazy. This will be the longest flight I've ever been on. But I'm giving you winners in advance, thanks to Santa Clay, Alabama is going to win outright against Michigan, but I'm going to take the one and a half that's been floating around out there for some time. Texas is going to cover the four or four and a half against Washington. So it is going to be an Alabama versus Texas matchup in the national championship game on January 8th. I will be back stateside to be able to take advantage of that. I cannot wait uh, to see what's going to happen in these games. I think ultimately... Alabama will stifle what is not a very explosive Michigan offense. I think Jalen Milrow will be the best player on the field for either team. Other game, Kelly, I think will be a shootout. I think that if you get to 24 in the Alabama-Michigan uh, game, I think that side's going to win. I think you're going to have to get to 35 or 38 to win the Texas-Washington game. Uh, but I like Bama and Texas. Do you have any early leans on these? Because I like these two games, Kelly. And I'm going to give you some more picks. But I like these two because you know everybody's trying to win and all has the Correct. same motivation as opposed to these other bowl games where guys can put themselves in the transfer portal. They can decide that they don't want to play. They can be a team that feels like they uh, they should have been in a better season and so the motivation's not there. Uh, so I'm going Bama, Texas. What say you? Clay, I'm with you. This is the hardest it's ever been. I remember after they announced the bowl games, I would immediately get to work and start handicapping and making bets. Not this year. Uh, in fact, uh, the only game I bet so far was Kansas State. Here in the beautiful state of Florida, they hung at three and a half when it was a six elsewhere. I said, let's go. Deposited some more money in my account and then to subsequently have 11 guys transfer and lose their offensive coordinator. And now I have... Uh, zero line value so you are correct these are the only two that we can definitively say guys are gonna be playing their butts off either for nfl positions or for national championships um i'm not against you per se on this michigan alabama game we do know that alabama has been bet hand over fist 
at every single sports book. And I thought and the line that we moved. may, and the line has not moved. And I thought, hey, you know, we may see Michigan as a dog. And if we can get to that point, I may be on Michigan. Here's my one, we'll call it an asterisk with Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, one in six in bowl games. This is, I, I cannot trust this team to win bowl games. And that is what's very hard. You mentioned Jalen Milrow to be the best player on the field. Absolutely. I will say this. I do think Michigan's defense is going to be really incredible here. And to be able to shut down Alabama's running game, to be able to stifle Jalen Milrow is going to be a big feat. But I have not gotten to the window with this yet. I'm curious to see over the next two and a half weeks how this line moves, what comes to fruition, because I would love to bet Michigan here. But I just don't love the spot. Alabama is one of those teams, what do we say all the time, that peaked at the right time, and they're peaking trying to win themselves another national championship. As far as Texas and Washington goes, everybody thinks I hate Texas, which is not true at all. I just think they're always overvalued. But I actually don't know if I think they're overvalued here. Uh, you mentioned the over. I agree here. Both potent offenses. Now, of course, the Longhorns have a better defense. They have been so much better with Blake, or excuse me, Quinn Ewers back under center. Uh, we saw it in the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma State. The Horns kind of stifled there for a minute after he threw that pick, but he came right back out there, followed it up with the touchdown pass, and that's what I like to see from quarterbacks that I back. I have not decided if I'm going to bet this one either. Michael Penix Jr., absolutely, uh, I thought, was a Heisman uh, a I should have thought he should have won the Heisman. That's usually how it goes when you win other awards. But I think this one's really tough because the Huskies have gone under the total in three straight games. If you remember, I bet the under 66 and got there by the skin of my teeth in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, but they have covered uh, eight of their last 10 as an underdog, won seven of those outright play. And that makes me really want to back the Huskies here. But again, not getting to the window yet. I want to. I'm curious to see when the public starts to get involved, how these lines start to move. All right, here are my other bets. Again, we're doing this on Wednesday afternoon, so if they clip this and this goes up in like ten days, and there have been some massive changes to the uh, the, the the makeup of the team, understand when I'm giving you these picks. Utah Northwestern, I like the over. To me, this is two teams that initially defensively were dominant. By the end of the year, the offenses had taken over. Um, I think that there is a very strong chance that the over hits with ease over 41 and a half. A&M, you mentioned, look, there's two things that I think you have to look at uh, in, in bowl games. Motivation and who's actually playing. And that requires a decent amount of attention to, uh, to pay. Texas A&M has got a ton of guys in the transfer portal. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State, you know, likes to score. Uh, I like the over 53 and a half in this one. I just don't think the Aggie defense is going to show up. Literally, a lot of those guys are not going to show up. Um, and so I like the over in this one. SMU and Boston College, I haven't been impressed with BC's defense by and large. SMU's offense is elite. Uh, I've got the over in this one. Rutgers, Miami, neither team has an offense to speak of at all. Uh, I think the defenses will dominate. And I've got the under in that one. So those are my over-under plays in early bowl games. Any strong opinion on any of those, Kelly? 
I would agree with you uh, in the Northwestern game. And also, I do like Northwestern. They've covered six straight. I think they are one of those teams that everybody expected to just lose it, uh, not yeah. cash over uh, three and a half wins, let alone make it to a bowl game after losing Pat Fitzgerald. That team has overcome a lot of adversity, and I think this bowl game means a lot to them. On the flip side, I'd like to take Oklahoma State here, plus the three. Gundy is an underdog. I can't stress it enough. Uh, you mentioned Texas A&M and all of their woes. They can't cover to save their lives. We'll see if the team's not rejuvenated. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, and they have already gotten two Kansas State players from me in the transfer portal, and it sounds like they may get a third. That doesn't mean they get to play in the full game. Uh, but that's really my only thoughts on any of those games. There's a few other games that I'm looking at earlier, uh, and that's because I actually spent the time on them now that we know which coaches are going to be out, now that we know who is actually going to be motivated to play and not be in the transfer portal. Uh, which ones? So do you like some earlier than the ones I just ran through? What's your favorite I, bowl game pick so far? So you my favorite... Save you save it because you got... We'll save okay. that for we'll save that for Todd um, because you're actually right. I have not picked a favorite yet. I will say this week I laid three and a half with New Mexico State. Jerry Kill, oh my gosh, what in the... Is he doing in New Mexico? I mean, good for this man. He gets run out of Dodge in uh, Minnesota kind of hangs out at Kansas State for a little bit, goes to New Mexico State, and this team has just shocked the world, including that insane win at Auburn. Here's kind of my caveat with this game. Now, the line has moved a ton, and that's because Jeff Tedford is dealing with some health issues, so he will not be coaching for the Bulldogs. They lost uh, Fife, their starting quarterback, which almost might be a good thing, and then they lost their starting left tackle to the transfer portal. So we'll see how this one goes, but I like the Aggies to keep it rolling. This team is excited to be there. Of course, the game's in Albuquerque, the New Mexico Bowl, so a short trip for them. And then another one uh, that I was looking at, and I have not bet yet, but I am so close, and it's the Cal Bears. You've heard me talk about this team a ton, Clay, and that's because they've overachieved to their benefit. When I was at your house on Halloween, I said, if they can beat USC, this team can go to a bowl game. They didn't beat USC, but they did beat UCLA, who was rather uninspired. I like this Bears team and what we've seen from them. Texas Tech, on the other hand, returned more starters than any other FBS school, and they could not get it done after losing their quarterback in the Kansas State game. I think Texas Tech is ready to just say, you know what, I've had enough. I like the over there as well. I think that could be a shootout. Uh, several. You mentioned the NC State-Kansas State game. I took NC State. I think winning 10 games matters a ton to them. Your program right now, a little bit in chaos, both in coaching and talent. Uh, you know better than me, probably. I just don't think K-State's going to show up and be that excited about this game. This is, this is my motivation analysis, right? Uh, I think Mizzou's going to beat Ohio State. Um, and I think the reason why is because Mizzou is ecstatic to try to get to 11 wins. We got no idea who's even playing for Ohio State. Uh, Ole Miss, Penn State, I like both motivations. I think the value is on Lane Kiffin plus the three and a half. And then probably in the ultimate, uh, hey, value play, I think Florida State is going to play their balls off plus two touchdowns against Georgia. Georgia doesn't give a flip about this game. Uh, I love Florida State plus the points. Do you have any strong feelings about any of those four? 
Uh, I'll start with the the latter. I actually think the inverse of Florida State is going to happen. I think that they are had their guts ripped out. I think they're upset, but that doesn't mean so that you Georgia think they know show. I don't know if I think they know show. Mike Norvell has made me eat my words this year. He has done an excellent job coaching this team up. I just think sometimes when you get your heart broken like they did, we're left out. We can go back to that argument till we're blue in the face. It doesn't matter. Georgia, on the other hand, though. What just a fail by then? Just win and get in. You're a six-point favorite. I don't know that George is going to be motivated either. It's a travesty. This could have been a great playoff game that never happened. No doubt. As far as Kansas, as far as Kansas State goes, I will say this: uh, Avery Johnson, the true freshman, will be starting in place of Will Howard. He is the one that scored five rushing touchdowns versus Texas Tech in that game, and then they went back to Will Howard because that's what you should do. That being said, I think K-State is very excited for this game. The 11 guys in the transfer portal, only two matter. And in fact, I'll go as far as to say only one of them matter defensively because the other one couldn't tackle to save his life anyway. Uh, all right. That's the the bright lights there, uh, the positive side. I've also got Tennessee minus 7.5 against Iowa. Um, Tennessee's offensive line is coming back. Running backs are going to stay out, but I think they'll block well. I'm not sure Iowa's going to have a lot of success offensively against anyone, much less an SEC team. Uh, and then I like the over in Liberty, Oregon. Those are my 12 college football gifts to the people as Santa Clay. Clay, I want to like Liberty so bad. This one opened 13 and a half, now up to 16 and a half. I think Liberty comes to play. And actually, their offensive coordinator, Willie Korn, is who I would love to see as my new offensive coordinator in Manhattan. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition, but I do think Liberty is going to be much more motivated in this one uh, than we are going to see from Oregon, who lost that second straight game in a, I would call it not a heartbreaking fashion, but in a similar heartbreaking fashion uh, to Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. So I do like Liberty with you. As far as your Tennessee balls go, this team is perplexing to me. I love I them in underdog spots. I hate them as a favorite, uh, but Iowa just getting shut out, held to basically no yards rushing versus Michigan. That was probably pretty defeating for that team as well. Uh, I have not taken much more of a look. I made Tennessee a six-and-a-half-point favorite, so I do think there is some value on the Hawkeyes here. But bottom line is, how are you going to trust this Vols team? I get it. I get why you would not. I just don't think Iowa is going to be able to score. Um, and I think Tennessee, with their offensive line coming back, they'll be healthy. I think they'll be able to move the football that way. Uh, we're still not even sure, not that I've seen, whether Joe Milton might play. If he doesn't, Nico will. Uh, either way, I think both of these guys have a lot to uh, try and prove. Uh, I think they'll hit a shot downfield. Young talent for Tennessee going to be on the field because there's a really good couple of recruiting classes now. It doesn't count as a red shirt uh, uh, issue. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tennessee. All right, that is everything so far as I can tell, Kelly. Um, have fun hosting the show with me gone. You did a great job Friday with Withrow uh, on uh, Hot Mike. And uh, I will be back, hopefully, rested, having been down under, literally, um, to uh, to summer there. And uh, I should hopefully have a good tan. We'll have a good time down there, and I'll be back uh, in time for the national title game. Absolutely. Enjoy yourself, Clay. I will hold down the fort. I will be back on Hot Mike again Thursday and Friday this week, the following Friday, and then I'm going to be in Nashville to host in studio in place of Chad Withrow with Jonathan Hutton.
Sounds awesome. Congrats. Keep it up. Get rich, boys and girls. You can go see all these picks written up as well at OutKick. Kelly will be with you. Same bat time, same bat channel, Wednesday of next week with special guest Todd Furman. I'm sure they'll take a lot of shots at me. I won't know because I'll be 15 hours ahead of all of you in the future in Australia. See y'all.